0: Come on, let's give her another hand. Thank you so much for ministering to us. To be happy in Jesus, you've got to trust Him and obey Him. Thank you so much. We really can go home. A message in song. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the second chapter of Jonah, this is a faithful prayer of one learning to trust and obey. It is the prayer of Jonah. And Jonah says this, he says, uh, from inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the sea's. And the currents swirled about me. And all your wave breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight. Yet, we'll look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me and the deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountain I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord, brought me life up from the pit. O Lord, my God. But you, Lord, brought me life up from the pit. Oh Lord, my God, God, we thank you and we bless you. we give you the honor and the praise. Move by your spirit in this place and have your way. in the name of Jesus. He'll deliver and set free. Bring somebody out in the name of Jesus. we pray. Amen Just want to talk to you this, this, this morning. Don't I want you feel like preaching. Anybody ever feel like, I don't feel like it. Somebody don't feel like it now. Y'all remember Jonah. Jonah was a prophet of Israel. And God came to him and said, arise and go to Nineveh. And notice what God says. God says, arise and go to Nineveh that great city, and cry against it because their wickedness had come up before the Lord. Nineveh was a great city, but it had some wicked people. America is great. It's the people that are in question. God tells uh, Jonah to, I want you to go. I want you to go there and, and, and to speak to the people that they may repent. And so Jonah, he already knew, he already knew, he already knew that this wasn't in his best interest because it was, in Assyria. And everybody knows that the Assyrians were enemy of Israel. So here Jonah gets this assignment to go to Nineveh. And when you know something about an area already, I don't care how much God calls you, It comes to question whether you want to go or not. The Bible tells us instead of going to the northeast, to Nineveh, he headed south to Joppa. He boarded a ship and began to try to hide Everything was going great. How do we know that? Because in the first chapter, it says that Jonah was in the bottom of the ship's sleep. So everything had to be seemingly so going right. How many know that sometimes sin can, can initially look good? It can even feel good. But it can mess you up. So here he is. He's, he's in here. He's in here. He's in here. And, and, and after a while, a tempest arises, a, a storm arises, and, and, and things go from good to bad and from bad to worse. Jonah's still asleep. Watch some folk who. I, I call them far starters. They'll start it, then they'll walk away and watch everybody else get up and caught up in a mess. They began to cast lots and to find out who, who is this? That, because those people on the boat knew about this God and who had caused this thing to happen. And so how many know all eyes pointing on Jonah? So Jonah confessed. But before he confessed, he was the people on the ship were throwing some much needed stuff overboard. Watch before you throw out some things. And be careful not to throw the baby out with the wash. So here it is that, that, that Jonah is identified as the one who caused this. And he allows them to pick him up and throw him into the depth. You know the story. You know the story how, how, how God had prepared a great fish. And, you know, coming up as a child, I was always uh, believed that it had to be a whale because what kind of fish can swallow a whole human being and you can sit up in their body for three days? But that's God. It didn't have to be a whale. It could have been a lake trout. How many people would that have fed? So it leads me to today's message, my brothers and sisters, and and, and that is he who, who Jesus rescued me from a dark place. He who Jesus rescued me from my dark place. It leads me to some questions for today. Number one, what do you do when you've messed up? What do you do? Now, perhaps no one in here will say I messed up. Let me help you. You just messed up. What do you do when you've got, you've gotten yourself into a bad situation as a result of a sinful choice and you're not sure even how to get out? Anybody been there? We blame God and the devil, but we did it. Uh huh. Because, like we said, sometimes sin feels good. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, back in the day, truth be told, you want to find out some things from back in the day? Go to a funeral. You wonder why he looked like you? The Bible says you shall know the truth and it shall make you free. Yes, back in the day they hid that stuff. Yeah, everybody had the last name to cover up the truth. And so when we get caught up sometimes, my brothers and sisters, and I say we, from the pulpit to the door, because all have sinned. And sometimes we got to call it what it is. And even though we have have, have sinned, then we still ask God to help us. It was our choice. God doesn't make you be saved. God says, "Come, and you have a choice." Or is it possible to get yourself in such a sinful jam that it is impossible for you to get out? Anybody been there? Any brothers pay child support? It might be something relatively minor where you spoke a word that was very insensitive uh this past week to someone in your life. Mm-hmm. You we, we said things that we shouldn't have said. How many know we, we do it? Yeah, you know that that that, that lady cut you off in traffic. Yeah, we didn't say praise the Lord. No, if they could read our lips. Or our sign language. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, i um, um, saved. Folk are prone to wonder. Saved folk can speak other language. Ask cousin Peter. And and we're quick to say the devil made us do it. And yet we have said something that that could have interrupted our talk and our walk. And later you thought wow, that was the wrong thing to say. Now, how do I get out of this? I got a habit. You know, I do not like so much talking on the phone. I do not. If I didn't have a phone, I, I know some of you can't make it. Then, no, the matter, you're looking at your phone right now. I, I can literally do without a phone. And I, I, I just can't, especially when I'm all ready to sit down and eat my dinner, and then the phone. Who is this? But sometimes when I'm saying, "Who is this?" or oh, these people get on my nerve. I forgot I left the phone on, and they say, "What you say?" And I remember Pastor Vicki preached one Sunday. He talked about, you know, that I got a little leeway with that little white lie. Lord, please forgive me. I had to fix it up. I had to fix it up. Maybe it's something a lot more significant where you created a real mess. Perhaps in your marriage, after years of neglect and years of arguing and years of violating what the scripture says about this thing called marriage. And you look around one day and and, and there is no way out. Not no way out of the marriage, but no way out of this downward circle of pain and confusion. Why? Because it started with a pebble of a mess and it wasn't attended to and now look, it has become a mountain. In other words, what do you do when you've caused a mess up? Do we run? It's possible, my brothers and sisters, to be running and not even moving your feet do we hide can we really hide from God what do you do when the mess that you're in you created What do you do when you don't know what to do? Because you have caused this yourself, sometimes we wonder can we still talk to God? Can we still call on the name of Jesus? My brothers and sisters, sometimes God answers our cries of distress in stages. Not all of his stages are comfortable. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We must get out of our head all of the nothing notion of answered prayer. Meaning that we've got to get it out of our head that either he's going to uh, answer my request wholly all at the same time or he's not. We are people today that if we can't see what he's done, we don't believe that he's doing it. But how many know while we're trying to figure it out, God has already worked it out. Jonah cried in the belly of a fish. Now, Jonah probably couldn't see no righteousness in the belly of a fish. You, you, you got seaweed all wrapped around you, and perhaps you're not the only thing in the fish. Things don't smell good, look good. It's dark in there and you're by yourself and you say to yourself, what kind of God is answering a prayer like this? But what Jonah realized is that even though he was in a messed up place, in a dark place, he was still alive. Anybody ever been put in a place that you'd rather not be, but you're still alive. Can I, I, Oh, I wish y'all want to make me go there. Sometimes there are times that we hang out with the wrong people. We do the wrong thing. And sometimes Caesar say we got to spend a night in jail. But at least you're still alive. And when you're in a dark place, you still can call on him. God answers in stages. And and, and what Jonah realized that part of the stage was that when they threw him over, he didn't drown. But God prepared something for him. Uh Sometimes uh, old folks used to say, you made your bed, now lie in it. Sometimes you get into a mess, you do uh, things that are not right, don't look right, then sometimes soak it up and just know that God can have no part in sin other than to forgive it. I know it's right because his his only beloved son he had to let die because he took on the sins of you and I. But God's answers came in stages. The belly of the fish hardly seemed like a place of salvation. But it was. Jonah here is granted enough Cautiousness to realize he has been spared from drowning in an open body of water. My brothers and sisters, it could have been the other way. Salvation sometimes doesn't look nice, doesn't feel nice. But if you can wake up and tap yourself and say, I'm still here. That means God must be up to something. I don't know when and I don't know how. And how many know sometimes you got to look the devil straight in the face and say, yes, that was me. That was me. I sure did do it. So do what you got to do now. Because this new me. Christ have forgiven me. Whether you believe it or not that when we have sinned, when we have messed up, especially with somebody else, we ought to confess our faults, yes. But I stand to tell you today if Glinton has done something to anybody here, I'm not going to apologize the rest of my life. You need to get it checked out. Every time I see you, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. It's over. Whom the son has set free is free indeed. You don't have to bring it up no more. I already confessed it. It's done away with. I can't change yesterday, but I can look to the hills from where cometh my help. Because my help comes from the Lord. I'm moving on. Three thoughts. Number one, Every believer will experience a dark place. Every. Psalms 34 says, Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. I wonder, is there any saints in the house It's not a shame to say, Yes, I messed up. Yes, I did. And it wasn't last year. It was yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. It was this morning. But God is a faithful God. Slow to anger. Plenteous in grace. And if we keep on living, we're going to mess up. I don't care how saved and sanctified we think we are, we mess up. Every believer will experience a dark place. Some of us in here today, we have been in a dark place and didn't know how to come out. But evidence that we're here today doesn't mean that you'll come out of it, but it means that God is working for your release. Yes, God, God is working For your relief. Secondly, get this, my brothers and sisters, faith works best in darkness. If you had light all the time, you wouldn't know what faith is. But faith works best in darkness. Luke tells us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the pathway of peace. Psalms 139 says, Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is light with you. Darkness cannot stand light and even though darkness can be bigger larger greater than light it cannot comprehend it it cannot withstand it how many know I don't care how dark it is if you just show a little light somebody's gonna see you do I have a witness here Faith works best in darkness. When you're down and you can't get up, when you know that you know that you know that you did something that you shouldn't have done, and you need to get out, try your faith. Faith works. Hebrew says it's the substance of things that we can't see. You may not can see it, but know that it works to your good. Do I have a witness in the house? Faith works best in darkness because when darkness comes and I have been uh, with him and he has been with me even though I chose the route, Jesus comes where I am, and he works it out. Number three, deliverance requires praise and thanksgiving. Look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. I wonder, is there anybody in this place ever had to not only pray your way through, but sing your way through? I I, I wish I had a witness that, that, that deliverance requires praise, and thanksgiving. See, you don't have to try to fix it up and and talk to God but you can come to him with praise and thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you're still there but how many know that when, 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 when praises go up blessings come down. I, I wonder is there anybody in this place today not ashamed to say where you are where you been, how you got there, who did it, who you did it with. But yet, you can utter the words, I'm so glad that trouble don't last always. You can utter the words, my hope is built on nothing less. You can utter the words, he brought me through. I wonder, is there anybody in this place will give a song of thanksgiving, a song of praise, even in such a time? I got a witness in Acts 16. The Bible says Paul and Silas was in prison. They were shackled down. But at midnight, somebody say midnight, At midnight, uh, Paul and Silas prayed to God. Can you sing the Lord's song in a strange land? I wonder, is there anybody in this place that ever been in a dark place? In your finances, in your health, in your marriage, in your your living situation, on your job. You've been in a dark place and seem like things are just not lightening up. But yet you come day after day. You come hour after hour and minute after minute and you wonder where is God? Job said, I looked all around me and I couldn't find God nowhere. But one thing he said is that I know that my Redeemer liveth. See, the fact is that's where your faith come in. If you know something, hold on to that. Can I get a witness in the house? I I, I know that uh, my Redeemer lives. I know that he will help me when I call him. I know that he is a bridge over troubled water. I know that. And because I know that, I know that he will deliver me. He rescued me. I don't know about anybody in this place, but he rescued me from the years of adolescence, when mama told me, don't hang with this one, and I still did it, he rescued me uh, from the streets of Baltimore, Maryland. I, 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 yes, I was right there with him. Yes, yes, yes. That's some of my cousins y'all see on the news. That's all right. Yes, yes, even down Lexington Market. Yes, that's my people, yes. But guess what? God provided a shelter for me. What was that shelter? Because Pastor of mama prayed for me. That when mama had to go to work and I didn't know him but he knew me. How many know that even though Jonah ran from God, God was chasing after him. I wish I had a witness in the house to say I'm so glad that I ran from him but he caught me. Can I get a witness? I decided I'll go on this side and wherever I was. The Bible said, if I make my bed in hell, even thou art there. I'm so glad that he came looking for me. Is anybody in this place glad that God looked for you when you couldn't find yourself? Sometimes we got to say, Lord, keep me from even myself. Sometime I got to hide from myself. Old folk used to say, you're smelling yourself. Keep me from me. Sometime we are our worst enemy. But my brothers and sisters, He rescued me. Who? Jesus. Rescued me from my dark place. And today, he wants to bring you out from that dark place. You know, your mind can be in a dark place. Your spirit can be in a dark place. Can I get a witness? Hey, Health situations can have you in a dark place. But greater is he who's in us then he that's in the world you're going to come out but change that thing around begin to bless his name begin to lift him up begin to praise him even in your state begin to say lord i trust you lord i believe you lord i will lift you up you you, you got to speak for yourself i'm speaking for me lord i need you i i need you every hour Every moment of the day I need you. Lord, I can't do nothing without you. Lord, I messed up. Yes, I did. But created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. That's why David, God did not, God said, I'll chastise David, but I won't take my anointing from him. Why? Because David had a heart and he knew how to pray. Do you know how to pray? Do you know how to pray? And what to pray for, everybody will experience a dark place. But Jonah was a living witness because the Bible says that Jonah, when he started singing the praises, the Bible says that the fish got near the shore And spewed him out on dry land. Somebody missed that. Guess what? Jonah probably had some hygiene problems in the fish. He probably was smelly, didn't look good. But he came out, and he went back, and he gave the word. And the Bible says the people repented. Do you know our assignment is just to get a word, not to beat the people? Who died and left us in charge? On the cross, Jesus said, woman, woman. Behold your son. Son, behold, talking to John. He didn't say anything to either of us that we were in charge. He just says in Matthew's gospel to go out into all the world, give the word, and leave it. The word will find a lodging place. Yes. How do I know it's right? Because it found me and it found you. So if it found me and it found you, it can find anybody. So you praying for that loved one, just keep praying and watch God do it. Look out because when they come out, it's going to be spewed out and it may not look good. It may not smell good, but it's going to do some good. In the name of Jesus, give God some praise. Give God some praise.